Welcome to the sermon podcast from Free School Court Church in Bridgend. This podcast features sermons from the Bible, which are recorded at our Sunday services each week. To find out more, please visit our website, freeschoolcourt.org.uk, or find us on social media. Well, as Uncle Trev was saying, over the last few days, there have been parties and parades up and down the UK to mark the Queen's 70th Jubilee. I know some of you have had picnics, some of you were at street parties, there was one just down the road on Grove Road, maybe you've watched on, um, on TV as the, um, as the different things took place over the last couple of days. I know that some people that are here this morning even went to London and joined the big crowds there to see what was going on in London. And I'm sure there were lots of people there in London. And in the passage that we read from in the Bible, shows us that 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem, there was another parade. And it was another parade that was for a king. And this king's name was Jesus. And I saw recently that those who were planning on having street parties, if you uh, applied to um, get some information, some official information on how to host a street party, in response you were sent 23 pages of guidance and advice on how to safely host a street party. And apparently that, um, that guidance even included how to make your own counter-terrorism plan for your uh, local street party. But unlike those street parties with all those pages and pages of advice and planning that you needed to do, this parade for Jesus was unplanned. It was impromptu. Jesus was simply heading from a village just outside Jerusalem into uh, the town or city of Jerusalem itself. And all these people had heard about all the things that Jesus had done, how he'd um, fed thousands of people and how he'd healed people and how he'd been preaching Um, all over the place and they'd even heard how he'd raised this man called Lazarus from the dead because all these people who'd seen it were talking about it everywhere they went and so everyone wanted to see this man Jesus and they went out to meet him as he made his way into Jerusalem and as he came into Jerusalem they were there waving their palm branches and shouting as we read Hosanna Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, and blessed is the King of Israel. As he walked into Jerusalem, the people declared that Jesus was their king. Now, unlike Queen Elizabeth, Jesus wasn't a king in any official or legal sense. If you are a citizen of the United Kingdom, then the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, is your monarch, whether you like it or not. I'm not sure if there are any Welsh nationalists here this morning who might not be a fan of the Queen or any Republicans who don't think that we should have a monarch. And you might remember back to um, the American election when Donald Trump was first elected. There were lots of people everywhere saying, he's not my president. He might be the president of my country, but he's not my president. Whether we like it or not, if we live in the UK, the Queen is our Queen. But let me ask a deeper question this morning, a much more important question. Who is really the king or queen of your own life? Who is the king or queen of your life 
here this morning? Is it you yourself? Do you think that you are king or queen of your life? You're free to do exactly what you please. And so your own, you are your own king or queen. Maybe you feel like it's your responsibilities that are really the king or queen of your life. You've got a job or a mortgage or you've got bills to pay and it's just that which is controlling your life at the moment. Maybe you've got kids and you feel like they take up all of your attention and control your life at the moment. Maybe you are a kid and you feel like it's your parents that boss you around all the time and you can't wait to leave home and be able to do exactly what you want to do when you grow up. Now bear with me, but the message of the Bible is that Jesus should be, as we've heard this morning, the king of all of our lives. But why? Why should Jesus be the king of all of our lives? Well, firstly, because he made us. He gave us life. And he gave us life and made us so that we might live in relationship with him. So that he might know us. We might know him. We might hear from him through his word in the Bible. And we might pray to him and speak to him in response. But we might ask, surely we're free. And Jesus shouldn't force us to follow him and punish us if we don't want to. How can he be good and loving if he forces us to follow him and punishes us if we don't? Why create us for a relationship with him and give us the way that we should live in the Bible but then threaten to punish us if we don't follow that, if we don't want to do that. Well, firstly, let me be clear. God's ways are good and perfect. Jesus' ways are good and perfect. And if we all followed them, then the world would be perfect and all of us would benefit. Jesus said, didn't he, that the whole teaching of the Bible could be summarized in these two things. To love the Lord your God, to love God, and then to love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. That summarizes uh, the teaching that is in the Bible. Love God and love your neighbor. Love the people around you. And I'm sure that some of us, or all of us, try to follow that to some degree, don't we? We can imagine just how great the world would be if everyone did that. What conflicts that there are in the world that could be avoided if everyone simply loved God and loved their neighbor as themselves. Yeah, I'm sure if we really think about it, all of us can think of times where we don't do that, where we're more worried about putting ourselves first than caring about those around us, where we're more worried about being the king or queen of our own lives, even when it is to those around us expense, even when it means they're worse off. And still I'm sure that many of us think that it's better to be free. It's better to be free to choose our own path in life than than having to pledge allegiance to some cosmic dictator, no matter how benevolent he might be. We think it's better to be free than to pledge allegiance to the King of Kings, to King Jesus. And yet, if we really think about it, how free are we? I wonder, do you ever find yourself doing things that you didn't really want to do? Do you ever find yourself doing things and then immediately regretting it, knowing that it was harmful to you or to those that you love? 
How often do you find yourself unintentionally or intentionally hurting the people that you love and care about, your family and your friends? And how free actually are we to make what we want of our lives? When I was a kid, like many kids, my dream, I think I've mentioned this before, was to be a professional football player. But my lack of skill meant that I wasn't free to pursue that dream. I think most kids these days, from what I can tell, want to be professional YouTubers. But not all of them are going to make it as famous YouTubers. How free are we to break beyond the circumstances and situations that we find ourselves in? And for many of us, we have so many responsibilities holding us back from what we really might actually want to do. And to ask another question, what is freedom anyway? It's often been said that if you take a goldfish out of a goldfish bowl, you haven't set it free. You've condemned it to death. You might have heard of Elon Musk, the richest man in the world. He's the guy that makes those Tesla electric cars that you see driving around everywhere. And one of the other things that Elon Musk really wants to do is make it possible for us to live on the moon and to live on Mars. But if one day you were to find yourself living on Mars, how free would you be to just wander out the front door and wander around there on Mars? You'd have to live within a, a very uh, certain set of um, parameters to find true freedom. You wouldn't be free just to walk out of your front door on Mars. You would die. Instead, what if freedom is found in simply being who we were made to be? What if freedom is found in being who we were made to be? And that is to have Jesus as our king and to be in relationship with him. The relationship that he made us to have with him. What if that is where true freedom is found? And yet there's a problem. The Bible tells us that we've all sinned and that we're stuck. Sin simply means rejecting God and turning away from having Jesus as our king. Rejecting his plans for us to flourish and to grow and to benefit in relationship with him and at peace with those around us. You see, God is not like us. God is infinite and eternal, which means that he goes on forever and that he lives forever. And in God is everything that is perfect and good. God is good and perfect and holy. The Bible tells us at different points that God is love, that God is light, that God is life. And God doesn't just have those things. He is those things. God is love. God is life. And apart from him, away from him, there is no lasting love or light or life or any of those good things that God is. Rather, apart from God is only darkness and death and the opposite of all those good things. And sin is why we see so many problems in the world around us. But the good news this morning is that King Jesus is going to deal with sin and he's already started. The bad news, again, is that there is sin in every one of us. We're all affected by it. We've all done it. 
but there is hope in Jesus the King. You see, Jesus is God come to earth as a human being. And he's come to earth so that we might know all those good things that are in God for ourselves. If you don't know much about the Bible, if there's just one verse in the Bible that you do know, there's a good chance that it's this. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. There's another verse in this book called John in the Bible, John 8, verse 12, where Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And just a couple of chapters later, there's another verse, John 10, verse 10, where Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. You see, what this is saying to us is that Jesus comes to deal with sin and instead to bring those things, to bring love and light and life to us. And Jesus isn't a tyrant. He's not a king that demands that we uh, bow down before him and is vicious and vindictive. No, we see in his word that he is a king, but that he's kind and gentle. And we see this in how Jesus came. Read through the gospels for yourselves and see how time and time again, Jesus dealt gently and kindly with the people who he came across. And in this story, as Jesus comes into Jerusalem, all the people want to make Jesus their king. They're waving their palm branches, which for them was the equivalent of the Union Jack. The palm branch was a national symbol for those people. They were wanting, what they were saying is they wanted Jesus to come and to set them free. They were living under uh, Roman occupation and they wanted Jesus to come and, and get rid of the Roman occupiers. So they wanted to make him king so he would set them free. And he is a king. In this passage, in verse 15, a quote is given from a prophet from long before in the Bible. And that prophet said that a king would come into Jerusalem. But that king would come riding on a baby donkey. And not for political victory, but to die. You see, this story is what we know as Palm Sunday, which happens just the week before Easter Sunday. Within a week, Jesus was dying on the cross. And he was dying to save his people, not from Roman rule, but from sin and death. And this is open to all of us. As Jesus died on the cross, in darkness, cut off from God and everything good, he took the punishment for sin. Darkness, disconnection, death, God's judgment on sin, he took upon himself to bring love and light and life to all who trust in him so that even if we die and many of us will i'm sure there'll be no condemnation to fear no judgment no hell but instead heaven with jesus you see jesus should be king over all of our lives we should trust him and follow him because he's not power hungry he's not self-obsessed or self-seeking no he came humbly self-giving lost seeking to save and to give true life to all who trust in him.
to give freedom, true freedom, that's found in being loved and accepted and in being who we were created to be. And this is open to all of us. No matter how good you think you are, you need this. No matter how bad you think you are, you're not too far gone for this, for Jesus. God, through Jesus, created the world, gave life to everyone and everything, and humans especially were created for relationship with him. He gave us his word to show us how to live. And yet we crown ourselves and go our own way. Jesus came to bring us back to where we're supposed to be, enjoying God's love and light and true life in relationship with him and with the hope of enjoying that forever with him in heaven. Jesus wore a crown of thorns on the cross so that we can all know life with him, that we can go on to live with him in his heavenly kingdom. Those who trust him, making him the king of their lives, will one day join him in his heavenly kingdom and it will be theirs. It will be our kingdom too. And one day he will return to the earth as judge to punish sin. The prophet who said Jesus would come riding on a donkey as king said that he would bring peace to all the nations. And the only way that that can be done is if he deals with sin and removes it forever. And that leaves a new world, a new heavens and a new earth, the Bible tells us, a new kingdom free from sin and suffering forever for King Jesus to enjoy with his people. So let me ask you again as we finish, who is the king or queen of your life? Make it Jesus this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that as we read from your word, we hear from you. And we thank you that it's Jesus that we read about. We thank you for King Jesus who came to give his life that all who trust in him might know everlasting life. And we pray that you will help each and every one of us to trust in him, that we might be in your kingdom in heaven forever. Amen.